Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! And we're back, Doctor Who fans! Thank you for joining us late this Sunday <laughs> evening for the Doctor Who After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. I'm your host, Zach Wilson, and we are so excited to talk to you about tonight's episode, The Zygon Inversion. Uh, uh, you can tweet me throughout the week, throughout the show, at that Zach Wilson. Now let me introduce you to my fantastic panel. Back, as always, Yell Teagle is here. Hi, everybody. You can tweet at me at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. It's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. All right. Let's get talking about Doctor Who. We get so far. I love this song. It's so really so pumping me up. Yeah, right? We're in this. Yeah. All right. Okay. Now as the music... Rolls out. Oh, yeah. um, oh, we're talking about the good. second part of a, a two-parter that, as we said last week, is more of a two-parter than I think any, well, definitely any this season, mm-hmm. um, because it's really one episode. Yeah. When you get down to it, yeah. the names are almost the same. It's the Zagon invasion, the Zagon inversion. Yeah. It's very difficult to keep track. Mm-hmm. No, it's, we're, we're very. On top of it. Uh, <laughs> We're on top of this stuff. Um, first reactions, guys. What did you think of the f- the finale of this story? <laughs> I, I really liked it. After last week where I felt like it was just set up, set up, set up, set up, I feel like it was worth it for this episode. Um, I didn't so much like how it started because I was like, let's get to it. Um, and then we had the most magnificent piece of dialogue monologue soliloquy that we'd ever heard and it was beautiful the doctor explaining everything yeah was it was so beautiful it was like actually beauty in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tari. Yeah. She, she took the words right out of my mouth. It was a really good episode. Uh, there was, yes, there was definitely a lot of payoff for last week's episode. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of emotion. Um, and, like, I, I, I will say it now that I love Osgood. Mm-hmm. Uh, Osgood's the best. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bottom In line, Osgood is the best. Um, yeah, I really loved this episode. Um, it was a little slow in the beginning and the middle. Yeah. A little bit. It was like, I'm still on the edge of my seat. I think it would benefit from watching all of it at once oh, as yeah. a movie. Um, but even the more that we got into this one, the more I was just hooked mm-hmm. by this show or by this episode. And the more it became apparent, like, this is such a sequel to the 50th. Like, yeah. my next thing when I have time is going to be, um, I think after the season, is going to be to sit down and watch the 50th. And then this These episode yeah. together. Yeah. The 50th being, um, I did a, uh, a, a little roundtable email thing for uh, the TV fanatic. Uh, we just did yeah. a, an email thing about, like, what do you think of this episode? And there's five questions on TV fanatic. Uh, check it out. Awesome. Um, for last week's episode, not for this week's. But, um, and one of the questions was, how much do you remember about the 50th? And three out of the four people, including myself, were like, oh, I watched that episode all the time. Because <laughs> it's just the most re- – to me, it's the most rewatchable of 
like of the ep- of Doctor Who episodes because it so stands on its own, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but is such a big story and such a fun story. And plus, it's like no matter what Doctor you're in the mood for, if you're <laughs> looking for Tennant, you're looking for Smith. You're looking for a little like outside the box John Hurt. You're looking for Eccleston. Good luck. Like, you gotta go. <laughs> Sorry. Um, even if you even if you want some Capaldi, yeah, it's in there. Some There's like that mini amount of Three Eccleston seconds. too. Yeah. yeah, really all. The, I mean, they're all the documents. Yeah. Anyway, oh. anyway, I'm off on a tangent. Um, but, but, but because of that, because of that, I have watched that episode a number of times, mm-hmm. and so this just becomes a great extra thing to watch afterwards yeah. and ties up all of the storylines mm-hmm. so let's dig into it let's get into this episode um the big story what i mean the big thing was uh bonnie mm-hmm. um and the resistance yeah um coming to a head we wind up back in the black archives um what did you guys think of i mean i just want to get to the chase because like everybody's thinking about it. what did you think of the the big end reveal of the Osgood boxes. Of the Osgood boxes. I loved it. I was so excited to see it. Um, I like that we decide... I, oh, It's just so brilliant. And to see them and that they're the same, you open them and we have both buttons and you don't know what to push and it's this this standoff and the doctor is just shouting um, <laughs> in his American accent which I I was not a fan of because I was like stop saying brilliant things and sounding dumb <laughs> um, but like it was just oh, it was, I loved everything about it. I can't even like find the words and the, the boxes themselves were so um Interesting, because you wanted to know. Like, I was like, "Oh, I know which one it is. I know which button to press for each of these things." Like, right. I know, I know. It. Well, it feels like you should yeah. know because it's truth or consequences, right. uh, which is fascinating to find those in the boxes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, well, specifically, how? What do you guys think is like the reason that that is specifically in the box? Like, we get why it's relevant. Yeah. Truth: the Zygons are outed, which seems obvious to right. me that like when you hit the truth that's what I was it's thinking. the truth and everyone is shown right. for who they are consequences everybody's gonna die yeah but right. but the consequences could also be the consequences of revealing the truth right so like right. it's so it's so smart <laughs> When I finally got the chat roll up, so I am keeping up with you guys. Um, and yes, I did get a haircut. <laughs> I don't know why that's relevant, but there was several comments about it. You did. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Uh, no one said that. Oh. I did. <laughs> just <laughs> now. Just noting it. Go on. Um, <laughs> Truth or consequences. <laughs> but so, when did the doctor put those noted those stamps in the box? Well, I think he says we've been here before. Fifteen yeah. times, he yeah. says. Right. What? I love it. Does Clara forget? Not I, this time. Yeah. Is she just so... Is Has Clara just not been involved all these times? Mm, I mean, maybe. I mean, she was, she was absent from the last adventure for the most part. So there is a, a significant amount of time that they are traveling apart. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt that the, the 15 times comment kind of like negated everything. I, I kind of wanted to ignore it. Yeah. Personally. Um, I didn't like it. But it also, for me, made it make more... I mean, it still legitimized it in that, like, this one commander telling everyone to stand down doesn't quell their feelings about what happened. So it would make sense that someone who's part of this radical group would rise again, being the new commander, and then this whole thing would happen again. So yeah. my thought was that um, Kate had been there 15 times. Right, because he says it to Kate, and that something. Well, had not happened. that Bonnie had been there. I don't right, think right. that was the implication. But I mean, yeah. but I mean, it sounds like what he's saying to Kate is like that something has come up in the Zygons that Kate has gone. We have to go to the boxes. Mm-hmm. We have to do this. Yeah, and they, we've ended up there again and again and again. Not necessarily even with other people with right. Zygons with Clara with anybody Kate just struggling with it yeah maybe um, one thing uh, with the why they why they hesitated Alice Dare Alan points out uh, they know the doctor lies right so he could easily switch the buttons mm-hmm. around he, he could, could he could even switch the boxes 
Yeah. I mean, they're I- identical. Yeah. Right? I mean, okay. One's so... red and one's blue. <laughs> yeah. Just so we're clear. Um, identical. <laughs> I wonder which one is supposed to go with which version of Osgood. <laughs> a red one for the Zygon, perhaps, and a blue box as a gift for Osgood <laughs> that is TARDIS blue? What? I don't know. <laughs> Don't know what you're talking yeah. about. That. Uh, that sounds crazy. Uh, <laughs> side note: in the in that scene, did you did you notice in the background um, one of the Meyer helmets? Mm-hmm. Yes, was like in the little glass case that used to have the vortex manipulator. Yeah, it yeah. was directly behind them. The yeah. whole scene, I went, we get it. Just like <laughs> just like in the first part of the thing, everyone was like, "Did you see the picture of the first Doctor?" And then this time, it was the safe, and I went, "We get it." Like we see it. To be fair, I missed the picture of the first you, doctor. How? I don't I didn't know I probably blinked. Yeah. It's real quick. Don't like, blink. Uh, <laughs> God, if you know anything. Well played. Well played. Thanks. Uh okay. The point is I just I wanted to point right. it out in case anybody missed it. Yes. Yeah. Um <laughs> But I did, but I did love this whole sequence. Once mm-hmm. he gets in there, the my issue with the fifteen implications is it it sort of implies that this is going to happen again, right? Um, and that it took fifteen times, or if it's not, it took fifteen times for them to get it right, right? Um, that's a big number. Yeah. If it had been three times, right? Then I get what's happening here. Um, it felt more. It would feel more impactful if it was once. Um, but I get it. I yeah. get the. I get why they're. I get the point that they're making there. Um, and it doesn't take away from a great st- the the storytelling that was at work here. Yeah. Um, as you guys said, the speech, mm-hmm. right? The speech. Yeah. Um, I liked the idea that to him, Bonnie is a child. To to be fair, everyone is a child in comparison right. to the two thousand year old man. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Um, but the way that he unleashes on her is so much frustration. And again, perfect sequel to the 50th Mm -hmm. because yeah, we know now the war and the horror that this, that the doctor has been through and how much it plays into who he is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, were there, were there any standout like lines or moments in that whole speech that you guys just like. It just felt like the doctor to me. You know what I mean? Like, I miss... Um, it It reminds me of, like, when Eccleston shouts, I am talking! <laughs> right? And and when Tennant, sa- you know, points out that if there's one thing he could do... Or is it Matt Smith who says, one thing I can do is talk? Maybe it was Eccleston. They all say it. They all talk a lot. It's true. And it they they just, all make that point. Yeah, yeah. And it just felt like there he is there's the doctor like not only can I talk but I can explain to you why this war and this you know um, genocide is wrong mm-hmm. and that's what the doctor does yeah yeah. I mean because it's such a moral question that there isn't a good answer for Right. there really isn't um, I mean we dealt in this episode with the um, like we saw all the sides because we see the side of the Zygons want to be able to live them as themselves. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to live their own life. As we discussed a little bit earlier tonight on Grimm, weirdly dealing with the exact <laughs> same issue, yeah. potentially. We uh, believe. Yeah, we believe. But regardless, um, tune to the Grimm After Show Sundays at 6 p.m. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the shop, the, I guess the shopkeeper, I want to call him, but I don't know what his, the 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 bald man that Bonnie oh, yeah. uh, right. inverted. Mm-hmm. To, there was a. Uh, tell me if you guys uh, thought this at all. Did anyone else think for a moment that she was turning humans into Zygons? Um. Yes, that did cross my mind. Mainly, it was my. I mainly had that thought because of the title right. of the episode mm-hmm. inversion. That like, oh, she's gonna press a button and all the humans are gonna turn into Zygons all of a sudden. Right. Yeah. No, that did cross my mind. It's a. It's like a <clears throat> Doctor Seuss, like the Sneeches. <laughs> great reference no I like that a lot Um, I mean I I didn't think that she was turning humans into Zygons but I did think that there was going to be like it was essentially they were she was going to use this like inversion to be kind of like a 
suicide suicide bombing kind of thing, and that she was going to drop this monster into the public, and it caused the mass panic. Mm. Um, it was a lot less panicky than I thought it would be, but like at the same time, it she still was able to seed the uh, I guess the fear and the doubt into the masses through news and. Internets. The internet. I mean, we never saw that kind of any kind of mass panic. We saw the one video get posted. We never yeah. saw really reaction to it. I think also what I would have liked in terms of the reaction to it was the fact that we're post um, a lot of other alien things happening on Earth, and and at least England being aware of right. things like that. We're you know we're after um, the Battle of Canary Wharf. You know we're after these things. It. It's something that Doctor Who is always, I don't know what the right word is. I'm not, I don't want to say mishandled, because that's too heavily negative. I mean, it lets, but, it, lets it slide. Yeah, there's a certain, uh, I guess just ignoring mm-hmm. how much people would have seen by now. I just, I, I know that there have been episodes where it's like, sometimes it is referred to as, do you remember when this occurred? Mm-hmm. And then they they find reasons for yeah. people to have not remembered. But right. it is it is sort of like one of those Doctor Who things that's sort of swept under the rug. I just would have liked some acknowledgement of like, more aliens have returned or something. Right. Yeah. Like, and, another alien sighting. Yeah. What is this thing? Yeah. Like, as opposed to, like, this Levine. Right. Um, like, we that episode had like direct like it was all over the news. Yeah, yeah. You don't forget that we saw a UFO in LA this week, and no one shuts up about it. Did we? <laughs> well, but uh, we saw an unidentified flying object. Uh-huh. That right. is a UFO. Yeah. Um, I didn't say it was aliens. No, Though, I, know, I didn't see it. I would say that like the those stories are usually sensationalized, and so it could easily. It happens, everyone's up in arms about it, and then it just disappears from everyone's minds. Mm-hmm. In that, like, it over time it becomes just a story that happened, or it becomes, like, an urban legend. You know, so it's not necessarily... Though it happened, it's not necessarily taken as fact mm. anymore. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. It's interesting. Do uh, you have favorite quotes from the uh, speech that you wanted to give us that uh, I spoke over as always <laughs> no I mean I had wrote, written a couple parts down that I was really fond of just the you're a bunch of cruel people doing cruel things to people who will be cruel to you in reverse in reverse something to that effect I mean um, yeah because yeah, I, I loved the idea that like and we kind of touched upon it earlier and that it violence is always a cycle mm-hmm. you know it's it's someone hurting someone causing them to either hurt back or hurt someone out of the anger used from that them being hurt, and so it never ends until someone decides to forgive. And I really mm-hmm. liked that concept. Yeah, that the doctor is like, "I forgive you." Yeah, like I see what you did, I see why you did it, and I forgive you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he understands her reaction. He right. understands why she's doing what she's doing, and wants to fix the problem. And I mean. This is the poli- continuation of the political commentary that was more heavily displayed last week. Mm-hmm. But it's the idea that, like, it's just back and forth. Like, we caught, like, one side causes problems, the other side reacts. And this, the, because of that reaction, that violent reaction, the other, the, the first side attacks bigger. Yeah. And then it goes, it just builds and builds and builds. And maybe one side wins, but then there's just somebody from that side that just sticks around causes the problem all over again. Mm-hmm. Right. Trying to leave this as vague as possible so, like, yep. not get political. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, the, the episode does deal with that idea. And it's yeah. more about, like, it's, it's cruel. <clears throat> Everyone involved is bad. Yeah. Somebody needs to stop it. Right. Yeah. Um, and who are you going to call? The Doctor. And Osgood. And, and Osgood's. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Osgood. Okay. Okay. Are we going to talk um, about the end? Because I have issues. Um, okay, well, <laughs> I don't. I mean, in this episode, we got a, we we had a whole bunch of like different Osgood doing different mm-hmm. um, things. We <clears throat> saw her like going with uh, the Doctor jumping out of a plane. Yep, great. The Doctor's parachute was a British flag for some reason. He wanted camouflage. Yeah. He said camouflage. <laughs> Union Jack camouflage. Genius. <laughs> Um, I've never wanted to jump out of a plane more with a Union Jack. Yeah. yeah. That's what I want now. 
Um, and a lot of people in the chat roll are talking about how somehow <clears throat> she's the doctor's biggest fan, but doesn't know what TARDIS stands for. That really bothered me. That um, surprised me. Well, I think I felt like that was the indication that she, that Osgood was Bonnie. And that, like, I think, I feel like there was a conversation before where Osgood had talked about what the TARDIS is. So, like, Bonnie being new to this whole ordeal. Oh, uh, mm. okay. Great. Um, answered, fans in the chat roll. I will love that, yes. Um, no, that's perfect, because, well, that's the big reveal at the, at the end right. right there, is that Bonnie has duped Osgood, yeah. which confirms the Osgood that we had in these episodes was human Osgood. Right. It had to be. It wouldn't work, like, the other way. Okay. Um... I think we can say that pretty safely that Bond, like uh, uh, human Osgood, mm-hmm. has to be there for Bonnie Osgood to make a to form the psychic Osgood. link. Right. Okay. Um, so the Osgood that died last season mm-hmm. um, in the finale was Zygon. The Zygon, Zygon right. version. I swear, I thought they were gonna like pretend that was all faked for a moment when the second Osgood popped out. I got real mad for about a half a second until they explained it. <laughs> then it was Bonnie. Um, yeah, you had problems. Yes. Talk to um, me. I don't like that Bonnie has gone from the leader of the rebellion to Osgood, right? Like, I can accept her as staying on Earth and, like, trying to stay peaceful. I cannot accept that Bonnie, the leader of the rebellion, who tried to shoot the doctor is now Osgood. Because Osgood is so, um, not not only fangirly, but, like, peaceful. And the keeper of the Osgood boxes. Well, see, here's here's what I'll, what I'll say to that. Yeah. Um, Tari, sorry, do you... I mean, I have a thing, but go. Um, it, it was... We're aware. <laughs> I started talking about this a little bit last week. Mm-hmm. Um, my my theory on the, uh, the original two Osgoods... Because it was very similar with the original Zygon Osgood. That was a, a Zygon that was bent on destroying humanity so that the Zygons could take over from the 50th. Right. Um, it was when they, when that Zygon became Osgood and then had its own memories wiped away. Osgood is such a strong person so and has such a powerful personality that... The Zygon version decided in that moment mm-hmm. to not go back to being a Zygon. Okay. Even probably, I imagine, as memory started creeping in mm-hmm. or started regaining access, I think Osgood's personality is so powerful, as we saw with Clars, that she was able to affect the Zygon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Osgood is that strong that just by psychically linking to Bonnie, who had just had a life-changing moment... And so, thus, was more malleable, mm-hmm. more impressionable, um, but also more willing to accept those kinds of things. Just became so influenced by Osgood and her peacefulness that she begins to to feel that way, begins to go that direction, and doesn't have all of it. Thus, not knowing what TARDIS stands for. Fine, um, I would, I'll accept that. I would further that in that um, essentially. Uh, I liked that she became the new Osgood because it means that she's going to be cleaning up the mess that her and the Rebellion had started. Ooh, I like which that. Which is the opposite of what the Doctor usually does. The Doctor is a, a warrior and he does war stuff, but then he leaves. Yeah. But she has to kind of be there and, and like, deal with the aftermath. All right. I she like has it. competition yes. for that cleanup job, though. There's <laughs> different contractors. Oh, yeah. Totally. And they both like to say me. Like... <laughs> Are you the Zygon or the Osgood? Me. Like, or who? what was the line? I know that Osgood at one point said me. Yeah. yeah. It stood out. Um, there was something in the chat roll? Uh, you're, oh, yeah, that was a quote. You're human, you're, you're you, human or Zygon? Me. That was the quote. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, no, me is off dealing with stuff elsewhere. <laughs> Um, that the ch- Wait. Uh, just dancing through life said, "Yell, you must forgive." <laughs> Fine, I've forgiven. <laughs> I've accepted it. I'll allow it. Um, I, I just love Osgood so much that I, I have concern about Bonnie. 
Right. You know, because, you know, Bonnie was evil. And I get that, like, Bonnie has had a life change, which I think is great. And the fact that he left her memory, because I also was like, you cannot wipe her memory that defeats the whole purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so letting her remember that she made this decision is great. Yeah. Um, and sure, that she's staying to clean up the, the her consequences, dealing with the consequences. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I like it. I'll take it. Okay. Forgiven. Um, <laughs> Clara and her brain power, amazing. I want to say this has been Jenna Coleman's best performance this season. I would agree with that. They're making her stronger every episode. Yeah. Which I'm loving because we know where it's headed. And I love that we've decided to to get rid of her on this strong note. Right, and this performance of of Bonnie versus Clara uh, fighting when Clara's in the um, the pod mm-hmm. in her own brain, um, that was such an amazing and very cool scene, and her controlling it, oh, so good. The yeah. lying and the the lie detector, oh, mm-hmm. so good. I would say it's also she was so menacing, and she's such a small girl. Yes. So to play that menacing of a character and you <clears throat> feel it, yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, she felt both... Bonnie felt both childish and powerful at the same moment. Yeah. And that is incredibly difficult to achieve. Yeah. yeah. Jenna, I, amazing. Jenna look, deserves props for this as, episode, for look, sure. Look, I've had a lot of problems with Clara, mm-hmm. as I have not been shy to say on this right. show. <clears throat> it has never been Jenna Coleman's performances. Oh, of course. She, I think she's a phenomenal actress. Um, and the, she, I'm glad she got to show it off. Yeah. Um, with some great writing and some great just stuff to deal with by giving her another, basically another character to play. Yeah. Yeah, but the scene of the two of them telling the truth was so powerful. It was just so. Um, it's bringing us the Clara we've been waiting for. You know, we've yeah. been waiting for a strong Clara, and every episode she's been building towards it, and this episode to see. Clara take on herself mm-hmm. in an evil way was just really cool to see. Yeah. Um, and the the texting. Oh, yeah. I was like, it's not, you can't feel the buttons. You're probably misspelling a lot of things. <laughs> I've actually had, like, I've had, like, friends of mine, like, we've tr- tried this before. Yeah. Just, like, sitting there, like, how, not looking, how well can you type out a sentence? Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised how well you can do it just by muscle memory. No, I, that doesn't surprise me. But like, it's a, it's it's a, a touch screen. Right. You're always gonna mess it up. Luckily, it always knows what you want. Yeah. And it that demato crack. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ducking excited. <laughs> um, one thing that I'm, I'm glad the chat roll is bringing this up because I definitely want to talk about it. Um, what did they didn't address? What happens to the the other people of London. The Which, people who have been <clears throat> captured by the Zygons. They said that there are tons of people who are now underground in those in those capsules that mm, have been like... Yeah, the pods. Mm-hmm. Captured by the Zygons. Um, they didn't address... Uh, I guess we can make assumptions that the unit is going to take care of it. Yeah. But their memories have been wiped. But the solution to this... Mm-hmm. So I guess they are. They either have to just trust the doctor when he's like, clean this up. <laughs> um, um, I uh, didn't. When Bonnie went down and fondled the machine, was that not releasing the? Uh, I would assume. so. I thought she released people. Oh, I to me that only read as like a message to her team to mm-hmm. stand down, which I guess would be equivalent. Yeah. Um, they right. just like have to like go in and like take those people home. Yeah. And only Kate Stewart's uh, memory was wiped. So essentially, once the doctor came out and the threat was neutralized, then they could essentially go sweep in and clean up the pods. Yeah. Especially because we've seen that the, um, what's it called? The Black... Black Archive. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I was like, what's the word? Um, the Black Room. The Black Archive. <laughs> um, they, the first time we go in there in the 50th, we've seen that every time they leave, their memory is wiped. Right. So it's safe to assume that they came out and people are like, okay, so now what What are we supposed to do? Because your memory is wiped. What are orders? You know what I mean? Yeah. They're used to them coming out without memory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how... 
how to take this from Pete C fourteen seventy one in the chat roll. He just goes, being a Londoner and living in London, I can say becoming a Zygon would be an improvement and a step up the evolutionary chain. All right, <laughs> I'm not sure, Pete. I want to be clear. That's not me, Zach, saying that. That is from Pete. the chat roll. But it made me laugh, I guess. I don't know. Pete, here's what I'll say. Next time I'm in London, I want to have this conversation face to face. I want to see what you mean. Because well, the London I see is great. Well, it brings up a, an interesting thought about all these people who are hiding as humans. There are mm-hmm. all these Zygons that are hiding as humans. <clears throat> and when they finally like find mates and stuff, and like, will their kids be like... Can Zygons mate with humans? Yeah, is the question. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I was dancing. That's <laughs> is that not how we get Osgood? It's, it's a little <laughs> different. I, Osgood, she is, she is right. Zygon and human. She is hybrid. No, that's <laughs> hybrids. <laughs> we'll get more Osgoods. Sweet. They'll, everyone's babies will come out looking like Osgood. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Osgoods. Um, the actress who plays Osgood, I don't know if you guys watched the um, the special, like, close yeah, look. I saw She that. was talking about how she made choices to, like, be very clear about which Osgood was human and which was Zygon. Yeah, well, of the said, three, like, she plays three Osgoods yeah. now in this show. She says, if you have a keen eye, you will notice. And I was like, I must not have a keen eye. <laughs> yeah, I did not notice. I mean, I'm sure if we really dissect, really, like, yeah. got in and, like, <clears throat> looked at every scene, like, stitched together, we could find it. But that's, I'm just saying for um, for fans who want to know and are dying to know, go check that out. Yeah. Um, I mean, we got our answer by the end of the did episode. I, I think that we were, I want to say that we're, we're on, even though they didn't say it out loud, I didn't think they needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, that the implication was that that Osgood was human. The one that we dealt with for most of the episode and that didn't die. Right. That Osgood was human. But now we're back in the same situation, which we're is exactly where it needs to be. There's a human one and a Zygon one, and they are working together to keep the peace. Mm-hmm. Right. And no one else knows which is which. Okay. And they have empty boxes that are powerful empty boxes. with their meanings. Empty but are they empty? Um, well, this is actually, this is what I wanted to talk about. Um, the doctor does lie. Do you think that the boxes actually can do the things that he said they could do? I have no idea. I don't think that they, because I don't think that the doctor, the doctor has a lot of faith in humanity, yes. But I don't think that he would ever give them access or the ability to, to, you know, cause massive deaths. Um, so, I mean, maybe they, like, push a button and a flag comes out or confetti (laughs) pops out, but I doubt that it will launch a missile or it'll launch gas or anything to that effect. I also think the doctor may not have the, like, the things that he needs to to make that, make it happen. You know what I mean? Like, that's, he needs to have a lot of random things, and he does, but, like, I feel like these specific things, he I don't think he has it's, what it needs to happen. Well, we know he has a gas that right. can kill but Zygons. The other stuff. Like, what if the Zygon... Because it's happened a few times, let's say. What if the Zygons wanted, like, something else? That their goal was something else. You know what I mean? That they get to the box and they're like, oh, I think this will do it. I feel like... I feel like he just doesn't... Maybe I'm not explaining it right. I feel like he doesn't have what he needs to make what the Zygons want. Right. If they want in terms of, like, turning every Zygon back to... Right. I don't think he has whatever technology or magic he needs for them to push that button. Because what if that's not what they wanted? Right. Well... And they I... get to the box. You know what I mean? But they shouldn't... Right. But the idea is that they're not at the box. The idea is it's the Osgoods are the only ones standing there. And we know that the technology... We see the technology at work that turns... That forces Zygons to transform back into red sucker beings. But the... Zygon has that technology. Yeah, but why wouldn't the... I mean, I, any tech... Basically, if I see a technology on this show, I assume the doctor has, has access, access to, to it. it. Well. Alright. Mm. Okay. Then, sure. Maybe he, it is in the box. Yeah. I don't know! I mean, I, mean, I had assumed... I'm not Osgood. ...that, like, everything that he had listed was <clears throat> just... It was like, this is what you want? I'm gonna say that's what it is. Yeah. 
Um, which, yeah, so I guess kind of to your point. I well, So basically, no matter what happened in that situation, if someone had said, all oh, the Zygons want ice cream to rain from the, the sky, then he'd be like, well, you have your sky ice cream box, but do you really want to push it? Do you really want to drown all the humans in ice cream? Like, I feel like he would have just Truth said whatever it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which button would that be? One would... does chocolate, one does vanilla. It's true. If you hit both, you get strawberry. You don't get a swirl. You get strawberries. You can't have both. No, there's no swirls. Can't have Neapolitan. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Oh, man. Um, what a tough decision. Uh, well, there's some. There's some other. There's some great other moments in this episode on little things. Um, Osgood running around with the sunglasses. Yeah. The potential of the doctor's browser history. Mm-hmm. Um, oh wait, <laughs> I almost forgot about this. Um, what's your first name? Mm-hmm. Basil. Clearly a lie, right? Uh, it could yes. be. <laughs> yes. Yes. His name is not Basil. Basil. Doctor. Doctor Basil. Well, but it that <laughs> could just be his first name. How? Who knows how many names a Time Lord has? They could have like 20 names. Like we have three. We have three names. We have first, first name, middle name, last name. Sure. Who knows how many middle names a Time Lord has? Basil. Nope, he doesn't look like a basil. None of his faces look like a basil, is what I mean. He's um, John Disco, is his... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, of that's course. right. Um, I'm basil Dr. John Disco. Disco. <laughs> basil Disco. I like the Disco thing has become like a running... It's weird. You know, like, yeah. He's the Disco doctor, guys. Dr. Basil Disco. <laughs> he plays the guitar. What was yeah. the great mouse detective's name? Was that Basil too? Uh, I only bring that up because someone once told me that if you watch the if you watch the Great Mouse Detective and imagine that it's the Tenth Doctor, it makes it a lot more fun. Um, <laughs> it's what we're doing this weekend. Um, yeah. I, another thing I really liked. Um, curious, how you guys uh, felt about the opening mm-hmm. with Clara like trapped in this like creepy little like inverted world. Yeah, um, it was perfect. I really, I can't say it enough. I really loved everything about um, Clara versus Bonnie and Clara in her mind. I think that was just such a brilliant way to see it and a brilliant way to have this uh, conversation. Mm-hmm. It made the most sense. It reminded me a lot of the library, right? Where we have Cal flipping through the channels um, when she talks to the doctor and Donna. Yeah, you, okay. I was like, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> I was I Cal, the little girl in the library yes. with Doctor Moon, right? Okay, okay, um, <laughs> yes. It reminded uh, me a lot of that world, and I loved it. Uh, it made me think of. It actually made me realize how often we see uh, Jenna Coleman trapped in her own mind. Like the first time we meet her, she's trapped in her own mind, mm. and she's actually a Dalek. Um, <laughs> in the Christmas special, she was trapped in her mo- own mind when the face sucker was on her. And again, now, in this situation. And I'm wondering if that's going to be a thing. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love the way that this played. Because it is um, uh, the idea of seeing seeing what's behind that. Like, when you are trapped in your mind, what mm-hmm. does that feel like? What does that look like? It- this is toothpaste. <laughs> yes, that was so good. <laughs> it was so that made me good. laugh. I was like... Is it? <laughs> How old is it? <laughs> this is toothpaste from 1855. <laughs> uh, looks like it. Yeah. Um, somebody in the channel said it was a They Live reference. I'm um, not sure what that is. It's a horror movie. I haven't seen it in oh, years and years and years and years, but could be. I don't remember it that well. Cool. I don't like scary movies. <laughs> Yells a baby. Yes. How do you feel about scary movies? I don't like scary movies. Okay. (laughs) Do I like scary movies? (laughs) No. What's your favorite scary movie? I don't watch scary movies. Oh, okay. That's not true. Um, (laughs) uh, Aqua Blue Mermaid 101 is saying that reminded me of Oswin. The whole, the whole, yeah, the whole conversation and stuff with like her being trapped and talking with people on the outside. Yeah, it's true. It and I, I, I wonder if it's intentional. I mean, I've been begging us to get back there, (laughs) and they heard your cries yell. I doubt it. 
<laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure they heard it. I doubt they're going to do it. Um, before we, before we, uh, um, I want like for last thoughts on the episode. We're running low on time. Yeah. Um, and there's some other stuff I want to talk about. Um, my favorite line from this episode um, is very is just uh, towards the end. Uh, that was the long like when Clara's asking him about like. What was it like when you thought I was died? That was the longest month of my life. Yeah. It's only been like five minutes. I'll be the judge of time. Yeah. Um, I feel like we're doing what we did when we knew we were lo- losing Amy and Rory. And we every episode is setting us up to remind us how much we're going to miss this person. And like kind uh-huh. of teasing that it's happening. But, right. But I'm not. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I think that they're building up Clara in a way that I will miss her. Okay. Because I, from the way the episodes this season are going, where she's getting stronger, because she really she is. is. She is getting stronger. She's getting better. She's been more interesting this season than she was last year by a long shot. Yeah. Um, and I think why... I'm just, re- she, she is the longest running companion at this point. Um, rivaling only Amy mm-hmm. um, and Rory. Who had two and a half seasons? Right now she has two and a half, and I wouldn't put her that high on my list of companions. I just I think they're building her in a way that I'm starting to remember why I liked her to begin with. Okay, fair enough. And and I hope that it continues so that when she goes, I am left missing her, as opposed to had she left earlier, I'd been like, great, <laughs> it's time for someone new. And I think that they're fixing it I hope right alright I mean no look I, I've enjoyed this season I've enjoyed a lot of Clara this season um I think more to, more than anything I'm ready for a shift mm-hmm. um I'm just I, I, I love this show This the fact that this show can reinvent itself on a constant basis yeah. is one of the best things about Doctor Who it's why you have 30 some odd seasons. Right. Uh, what, are, what are we at? 36 seasons total now? Something like that. Not yeah. incl- and then, and a movie? Yeah. 36 seasons and a movie. <laughs> um, we made it, guys. <laughs> um, but that's where we're at right now. And you can only do that with a show that can reinvent itself constantly. And I'm ready for the next stage. I yeah. think the other great thing is that not only can it reinvent itself, but if you're unhappy with a season, like, all right, wait till next season. Yeah. yeah. Like, pretty much. You're not, you don't like this, Doctor? All right, come back in a bit. We'll yeah. have another one. Well, speaking of uh, moving forward in the future, let's talk some news and gossip. What? If we could. Let's just get into it. Okay. Um, the big thing that came out this week, building <laughs> on some comments that Capaldi made, yeah. was the he said he wanted to do only six episodes in the Christmas special next year. Mm-hmm. Um, the rumors, as reported by the Daily Mirror, so... <laughs> David, uh, <laughs> that classy establishment. But it was, but like, there's a whole, there's another side to it that he, that yeah. supposedly he was trying, he's like uh, on board to direct some things as well, and he wanted time, and it's just exhausting. And even Matt Smith has been on record as saying shooting Doctor Who is one of the most exhausting things between shooting mm-hmm. and press, one of the most exhausting things in the oh, world, yeah. Yeah. and it just wore him out. And Matt Smith was like thirty. He or, started as twenty six. Yeah, by the end of it, he was like thirty. Yeah. Pierre Capaldi is a much older guy, so like you would imagine, he would not be have the, be able to put in the long hours, the same long hours. And just he has more; he's built more things in his career. Sure. You imagine he is doing more mm-hmm. outside of Doctor Who, just because of where he is right. in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, Moffat immediately rejected this yeah. and went on record um, as saying no. So to be clear, to clear for everybody else, uh, do not worry about what you've read. Moffat said, no, we will have a full season next year and a Christmas special. So 12 episodes and a Christmas special in 20, in 2016. And probably starting August, September. Yes. It'll be, the, the, they're, <clears throat> they have filled into their formula mm-hmm. now. Yeah. This is the season of Doctor Who yeah. is September, October to Christmas, uh, to November, December. And then Christmas. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what we get. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he's tired, they could just do a, a you know, Strax and Vastra episode. All them. Oh, my God. The fans would love it. <laughs> well, I mean, with Jenny, obviously. You can't forget well, Jenny. yes. She's, like, part of the package. But, okay. you Actually, know, you, it's it's the two uh, names. Two na- You can't be, like, Vax, Jenny, Strax, Strax, Strax. Yes, you can. 
It's Strax, Foster, and Jetty. Together. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love I want more Vostra and Jenny so saying, and Strax. Is, if Capaldi needs a break, we'll do that. I want them to have their own show. Mm. Forget oh, class. Right. Class is like, pff, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it'll be good. We don't know anything about <laughs> it. But sure. I want Vastra, Jenny, and Strax just like for six episodes. Here's yeah. what I think. What we used to have back when um, I loved there were episodes that were um, kind of doctorless, right? We had... Um, the absor- uh, absorbador guy, the guy who absorbed people that they couldn't <laughs> find a name for him. Um, and then they had um, Blink. Mm-hmm. Those were the episodes, right, where the doctor was <laughs> barely there. We need one of those. That's what he needs for his break. And it will be a Vostra, Strax, <laughs> and Jenny episode. Yeah. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would, I, I'm <clears throat> glad we're getting the full season next yeah. year. Um, I would love to see, I would love to see that. I would love to see the doctor just, I don't know, getting into more, I don't, I don't know what I want. Yeah. I don't know what I want. <laughs> I was, I started a sentence not knowing where I was going. Tari, what do you think? <laughs> um, I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me ask you a question if Tari doesn't know anything. Um, go for it. Ask me a question. <laughs> Who, just cause we're that. losing a companion. <laughs> Who do you want the next companion? Stormageddon. Okay, who do you want that's <laughs> reasonable? Stormageddon. That is totally reasonable. What? Yeah, why not? Because it's not, I don't believe it's going to happen. Okay, Here, here's my thing about companions. Okay. Uh, did, I, did I interrupt? Were you no. asking Tari? Uh, I want your answers, but okay. go. Um, <laughs> you, wait, you have a question? You have a question you want answers? Here's what I want to say. Okay, okay. <laughs> what I did to you. Yeah. My thoughts for next companion. Yeah. What I, more than anything, I need two companions. I think that the show, I've talked about it before, but I'll reiterate. I think that the show is at its best, Mm -hmm. tells the strongest stories and has the most solid episodes when there are two companions plus the doctor. We had it with uh, Amy and Rory. Mm Mm-hmm which is my favorite set of companions, you had it with Rose and Jack or Rose and Mickey. Those episodes, when you travel with all of them, or even Rose and Mom, like, it is... Tyler. (laughs) Even if you have problems with, like, specific things that those companions do, just adding that third perspective Mm -hmm. gives gives you a great variation because you can have the human perspective on whatever we're getting into, which is usually what the companion serves to. Yeah. And you can have the doctor's perspective, and those are usually play well off of each other. But when you add a third, the way that, like, Amy wanted to, like, dig into things, and Rory was, like, a little more, like, held back, mm-hmm. and the doctor, like, was, like, encouraging this while Rory was trying to pull him back. All of that, that, that dynamic was more driving and made every episode more interesting and more flexible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what we lost, especially last season, when it was just Clara. Like, if Danny had gone with them, I think it could have been a way more interesting season. Okay. I agree that it would have been much more interesting if Danny was there, because I wanted to see that. Mm-hmm. That would be very cool. Mm-hmm. But I will say I disagree that we need a third companion to make, or a second companion to make more interesting, because I feel like when you have another person, it forces us to have a B storyline. Right. And that um, distracts from the A storyline. That's how I feel about it. Okay. Um, I would agree that I don't necessarily need a nut, like a second companion. We like the first time it was brought up was when we were talking about this, and that like I think for me, it, it's not necessarily that we need a third perspective. I just need someone who has their own sense of like agency and their own self, mm-hmm. um, and that's my thing. Is that like Clara, lover or hater, has been a little more of she hasn't been the doctor's friend in my from my opinion she's been, just been like a, a tag along or she he's been her crutch mm-hmm. whereas like a, a companion like Donna had her own like wants desires she would go off on ventures separately from him they would go to another planet and she's like I'm going to a spa do your own thing <laughs> like I that is the kind of companion that I prefer because essentially they can have their own storylines and and 
live outside of the doctor and you also get that other perspective because they have strong wants and desires. Okay. I mean that's you're you're absolutely right. You're spot on. I think that the what I guess we need to what they'll need to figure out is they need to figure out what is the type of companion. What is the story of the companion that they're right. looking for? With Rose, like with the with the tenant uh, and Eccleston, because Rose was the crossover. Yeah. With those companions, we had a very clear arc between the three of them that felt very planned when you go back. Mm-hmm. You had Rose, which was the love. Mm-hmm. He fell in love with her. Then you had Martha, which was the rebound. And then... You, not not to... Sure, but on. like... But <laughs> this, uh, this was how I perceived it. Sure. Martha was the rebound. She was... Not that he didn't like her... And love her in his way, but he was still dealing with the loss of Rose. Mm-hmm. And so it was very much like the arc of a, of a just a, a normal relationship. It's not that he didn't like her. It's not that she wasn't great for him. He just wasn't ready for it. Okay. And then Donna was, I don't, was the realization, I don't need to be in love with this person. They can just be my friend and my best friend who drives me forward picks me up, helps me out in all the ways, and that's all it needs to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she also reminded him how to be a better uh, being. Yeah. I was going to say person, yeah. he's not. But like, she reminded him how you um, how you feel. Right? Like, she reminded him you need to feel. And that, I love that it was brought back this season <laughs> when we saved when we Capaldi saved Capaldi, um, so good space. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted. Um, and I agree with you. I agree with you, um, both of you, that the companion needs something. But um, I just wonder, what do you think we're gonna find? Like, where are we gonna find the next one? Do you think we'll have another female companion? I mean, this is partially is why the the other reason that I want to is that. I think having a male male companion would be fun and different. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want just to watch two dudes traveling around through time. Like, two dudes traveling. Um, <laughs> How dare you? Why not? Um, I mean, this show is this season has especially has done an amazing job of getting in female characters, female perspectives, mm-hmm. and like a lot of people were commenting on last week's episode that. It not only passed the 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 standard like the Bechdel test. Yeah. It like the crazy thing was somebody pointed out it failed the reverse Bechdel test. There were so many female characters that there was not actually a conversation between two men in the whole episode. There's a reverse Bechdel. Well, it's just a joke, but okay. like I, <laughs> I was like, I have a lot of issues with that. It was just it was just a, it was just a, a gag. Okay. But like, but just the idea that it was so yeah. driven by female characters that mm-hmm. there were never two men talking in the yeah. whole episode, and that goes away when you don't have a female companion. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think that having a, a male companion for the Doctor would be a different would be a shakeup. Yeah. Um, and that's why that's part another reason I want to because then you can have well why limit ourselves? You have a whole dimension in there. There's plenty of space. Yeah, I want an, a companion that is an alien. Yeah, I, I, like maybe they don't ha- they don't have to be super effects heavy. I just want them to not be from Earth, and I want them to also maybe even be the the last of their species. So we have this connection. Uh, I know that the Doctor's over that because he's not really the last of his species anymore. But, like, yeah. just some way to connect with him. But that well, would be so interesting if he's, sorry, if he's with the last of his, like, another one is the last. And the other, the companion is like, you mean you could go get them? You could not be alone? Like, yeah. that's such interesting tension. I would love that. I also kind of am okay with returning to... Um, him going solo and inviting people to be invited and then either dying or not coming. Because <laughs> he invites Osgood. Well, okay, because that's what I wanted to talk yeah. about now. Is Okay, so he invites Osgood in right. this episode. What do you... Should she... Should... Would you want... I mean, I was like, yes! Get, like, I was yelling at the TV. I was like, sure. yes! Go to the TARDIS! Big <laughs> <Get> him. <laughs> hey girl, get in my TARDIS. You laugh. That pickup line totally works. Uh, <laughs> Tell us more. No. <laughs> Zach drives a TARDIS, guys. It's a CARDIS, yo. Okay. Yes. All right. Because it does not travel in time. 
so it cannot be time and relative dimensions in space. It's totally a reckless, totally a reckless driving in space. Yeah, I think that was. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that was it. Something like that. Um, but what do you guys think of Osgood as a companion? Yay, nay? Oh, absolutely. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Osgood should be in that uh, TARDIS. Both Osgoods. I did no. <laughs> Just he, Osgood, who's not Bonnie. Right. I forgave her. That doesn't mean she gets to go in the TARDIS. <laughs> yeah, you're clear. not going to be rewarded yeah. by time and space. Um, I think she would make a real... Like, she, to me, would be that Donna-level yeah. companion. Um, and where you see in this episode when they're walking around, and she's like, yeah, first thing I do is shoot you right in the face. You wouldn't get a word out. it just shoot you right between the eyes. And, I, and that's definitely, like, a Donna thing to say, and that's <laughs> what I want. Um, no, that... I you're, Yeah. I want Osgood in the TARDIS. <laughs> Let's start that campaign. Campaign. Companion campaign. Yes. Oh. Campaign. As, as I started saying it, I was like, Moffat would shut it down. <laughs> like, just because we want it, he'd go, nope. Right? That's yeah. A, that's a Moffat thing. Yep. Um, I also had a question, like, because uh, I wasn't sure. Um, Bonnie Osgood at the end, mm-hmm. was, she, was she the eighth doctor in that? I was trying to, like, I didn't immediately connect to it, and now I'm, like, realizing I don't know who she was dressed as. I don't remember what she was wearing. She um, had, like, a sort of a floral scarf on, and, like, right. a silk, it was like a silk scarf. Was yeah, she, she had, like, a long jacket. Uh, it was, like, a long, it, well, it was, it was long, and it was a long beige coat, but not a trench coat, like, tenant. No, was it, um, was tenant's it the, dad? Tenant's dad. father-in-law. Tenet's father. Uh, are you, fifth are you talking about? Wait, fifth doctor. Look it up. Yeah, he, he like married the daughter yeah. who was the, he's the daughter played doctor. his daughter. Yeah, the doctor married the doctor's daughter who played the doctor's daughter. Uh, uh, no, it didn't. It, it didn't look like guy. the. It didn't quite look like the fifth, fifth. doctor. It's not the fifth. It, it was. It was more of like a coat. Coat. Yeah. Do but, you know people at home? Yeah, we're taking um, two guys in the chat roll. Like, <laughs> it, like help us out because, like, honestly, I wasn't sure. I thought I it, 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 it evoked. The, the the scarf revoked the eighth doctor okay. to me because um, he had those like curls and everything, so it always felt fancy in my memory. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it could have also been John Hurt. John Hurt had a long long jacket oh, yeah. and a scarf. <laughs> the war. It wasn't quite. It wasn't quite like that. Anyway, you were I, like um, <laughs> I really like um, Moffat was saying in last week's uh, closer look that when you cosplay Osgood, you cosplay a cosplayer. Um, because she likes to cosplay. And then time and space explodes. <laughs> but my problem is yeah. that I... I don't want to offend any cosplayers, but I don't consider Osgood a cosplayer. Right? She doesn't actually cosplay the Doctor. She just likes to wear... Casual cosplay. It's casual it's cosplay. It's like what I do on a, on a daily yeah. basis. But, like, she likes to, like, wear... Um, like, mementos. Mementos as yeah. opposed to actually cosplay. Right. So she's... I mean, she's in con wear. Yeah. Essentially. Not necessarily cosplaying. Because then right. she would be to the T what the doctor wears as opposed to being more of a walking reference. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you're not cosplaying cosplayer. You're cosplaying a fan, which <laughs> is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, People are pointing out, like, Tom Baker had this scarf. I know Tom Baker had this scarf. Not that not scarf. Because we know that scarf. Come One on. of the Osgoods had that scarf, but there was yeah. it was like a the, the silk like light thing. Um, Either way, the Osgood that had that scarf was the one eh, at the end when she met um, she met him. <laughs> she met the caretaker. Right. She was yeah. wearing the scarf. Yes. Yes. All right. I mean, an, another uh, <laughs> uh, another. Uh, thing that happened that happened this week um that i started playing with was uh lego dimensions yes. for those of you who may not know <laughs> released their doctor who expansion pack and it is with with original voiceovers from michelle gomez uh jenna coleman and peter capaldi oh, nice. ridiculous i haven't even gotten all the way through it because i've been waiting so i can live stream it which i tried to do and then i got food poisoning halfway through <laughs> playing it um so keep an eye on uh my twitch i'm gonna try to do that at some point so for you guys so you can see the, let me put it this way because that game also has back to the future right i put the doctor in to the the uh the delorean and the first thing it does peter capaldi says out loud i could save the world three times before this baby gets up to 88 <laughs> <laughs> and i died 
Um, well, he also then, fights with a spoon. You will get nice. real excited when you get to the Cybermen. That much I can tell you. <laughs> that one doesn't come out until January, yo. Really? Oh, I mean, you. there's a Doctor Who level where the angels nope. um, come at you. Nope, the Cybermen. Yeah, I know. The Cybermen are there, too. You'll get to the Cybermen Same one. Time. Yeah. That's a good one. I'm excited. I got to see it played by not Capaldi. <laughs> he was there watching. Being like, this is fascinating. <laughs> yeah, you fight like a giant cyber, cyber head yeah, on yeah. like spider legs. Yeah. It's real weird. It's awesome. It's like handles, God. but... Yeah, it's like a medieval. dangerous giant handles. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's great. So, uh, so yeah, keep an eye on that. <laughs> um, let's final. Let's get into predictions, you guys. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and now you're I'm gonna lose the chat. My my, my computer is gonna die. Okay. I love you guys in the chat. Uh, um, I do not recall what was in the trailer for next week. Um, the, to be honest, the trailer kind of looked pretty dull. It looked like. A, a classic base under siege. Yeah. Um, I don't believe it's a two-parter. Um, we move into um, a, f- a couple standalones now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, coming back in a few, like we're a few weeks out from Maisie Williams, so I'm not sure what it's going to be. It was there. Uh, they're in a, a yeah base a guy being attacked. Creates a, yeah. a guy creates a chamber that allows you to never not sleep as much. Oh, um, right. Okay. Then there's a monster that was created as a result. Uh, and now it's chasing them throughout this small base. More hallway chases. All right. Um, not another, like, alien planet close to Earth. Yeah. Boring. <laughs> Why aren't we going to planets? I have to think there's a reason. Um, it's not budgetary. We've, they've they've clearly not have a budget problem this year. Mm-hmm. Um I, I, I think it has to be a choice on the part of Moffat. I think the Doctor is sticking around Earth. Um, after the run-in with Davros. Okay. Um, I think he must be uh, fearful, mm-hmm. basically, of what is coming after the prophecy and the hi- sure. of the hybrid and the two warrior races, all that. <clears throat> he knows something's coming. Um, let's not forget, like, the whole thing was like, I'm going to die tomorrow. Right. It was in our opener. And not that that wasn't, like, addressed, yeah. but it's very interesting. It, it, it sets something up that I think we're going to be dealing with in the last two or three episodes of the season. Okay. My I guess prediction, one or two. Prediction. Once we lose Clara, he will not come to Earth uh, for like three episodes. Very okay. No, but like he'll he'll miss her and not want to come back to Earth. Right. He'll miss, maybe he'll just miss her and he's like, I want to see River. And that's when he goes back in time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad. Where's River? I like that. Where's my wife? (laughs) (laughs) She's in another time. I really like that. Tari, what are you thinking? Um, uh, I don't have any super duper crazy predictions. Everyone knows my, like, I know, like, everyone knows my whole, like, Minister of War thing is either, is one of the two immortals. That's my, that's, like, my main prediction that's Mm. always going. Um, I think that we're, we're gonna get to the point where uh, essentially Macy Williams will interact with Clara and it's going to be this decision making moment where I I still think that Macy Williams is evil. Um, (laughs) In general or me? Me is evil. Um, It's like Macy Williams seems really nice. (laughs) No, she seems very uh, darling. Okay. Uh, For next week, I assume, yes, it's going to be a lot of running. It's going to be very much a bottle episode. Yeah. Um, Maybe we'll get some... I'm hoping maybe they'll kind of talk about uh, this thing that hasn't been coming up the last two episodes but they were kind of really dancing around in the first few episodes where Clara and the Doctor are having these weird moments together and I'm hoping that gets addressed in this bottle episode Um, that would be nice yeah um I'm gonna. St- I'm totally gonna steal a prediction out of the chat roll. Give them credit. <laughs> I am. I am. Pete C. Yeah. Um, Maisie, Maisie William Couch, me. Yeah. And Missy will have a showdown in the last episode. I'm gonna extend that theory and build a little bit from yours, Tari. It, that uh, me and Missy will end up having a showdown. That will result in Clara's death. Mm, I like um, it. And very much the Doctor is going to blame. These are now, these will now be, next to the Doctor, the two oldest people that we know of in the universe. 
Hmm. Awesome. Interesting. Think, I mean, yeah, it's true. Think about it. Think about it. <laughs> um, and in, while you think about it, until next week, <clears throat> yell Teagle. Where do the people keep up with you? You can keep up with me online at yell.tv. That's why A-E-L.tv. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram and a bunch of other shows. If you love Doctor Who, which you clearly do, you have to check out The Librarians. It's written by Whovians, yep. guys. It's literally written by Whovians. <laughs> so check that out. The after show is here Monday nights at 10 p.m. with this guy and our friend Sam Davidson. Uh, also on Twitter at yelltigle, Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. It's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. You can also find me here on AfterBuzz TV on Assorted Panels. So many I can't even tell you. But they include uh, The Flash, <laughs> Arrow, Supergirl, and also, yes, The Library. Yeah. Uh, and you guys can uh, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, all those places at that Zach Wilson. T-H-A-T-Z-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. And all the shows, so many shows here at After Us, much like Tari, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Leftovers, Grimm with these two fantastic people over here, which was a blast tonight. Yeah. Great show. Five seasons in, I highly recommend you go watch it if you haven't. Uh, guys, until next week, I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 